Hello, Badassers, and welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to own your inner badass, and then also teaching you strategies to badass your business, or in other words, get badassified. This is Annette Piper. I'm Annette Piper. I'm usually doing this on audio, so that's where that came from. So I'm Annette Piper. And I'm the host for the Badass of Business show. People call me the Badass Business Chick. And I'm so excited for our show today. We have Leslie Juven Acker on the show today. How are you? I'm great. Annette, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. You're welcome. And Leslie is an emotional intelligence and career development expert. She delivers impactful educational and inspirational experiences as a professional speaker and subject matter expert. Leslie is the author of four books, most recently, The Money Formula, Change Your Relationship with Money in Seven Steps and 15 Minutes or Less. She is the creator of the Happiness Dex app and the Money Formula Academy Online. She coaches leaders in a variety of industries, including biotech, tech, pharmaceuticals, banking, action sports, and more. Yay, welcome. Thank you. That's, that's quite a bio. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and your life. Uh, what motivated you and inspired you to start your own business? Well, I'll go back a little bit deeper into the roots of kind of why I do everything the way I do is that I was born in the Philippines. My mom is a survivor survivor of uh, being a child sex worker. Her family was in such deep poverty in third world Philippines that my grandma said to her, either you work at the local bar or we starve. And that was the way that I had seen the world was through my mom's lens and such a strong woman who's overcome so much. And my parents have had a very challenging relationship. They're no longer together. Um, but for the 17 years that they were, it was violent. And we lived in a part of the working poverty in America, um, which often goes very forgotten in the conversations today. And I thought to myself, how, how do people get out of poverty? How do they stop living from month to month. And I grew up in a Habitat for Humanity home. I got my Christmas presents from the Salvation Army. Um, I got free lunch from school. So I know and understand the struggles that people go through when there simply isn't enough. And I moved on in my career, met my husband, and in 2008, the recession hit. And he was an engineer and lost his job. And he ended up being my first career coaching client. And in this difficult climate, financial climate, it, you see somebody at the most difficult parts of their life trying to figure out who am I, what am I going to do, and more importantly, how am I going to pay the bills? So that was the beginning of my journey was helping my husband, helping myself and other people do what they love without losing themselves. And so I built a career as a career coach. And eventually, through those years, I realized that a lot of the problems that we face in our careers and our marriages and when it comes to money are largely emotional and psychological. So I went on this journey, Annette, to figure out 
what is it that makes us so limited in our financial experiences and our careers? And through that, I developed my practice and I wrote the book, The Money Formula, which is a very simple protocol, one of many that I use in my work to help people break through this limiting and self-sabotaging beliefs that they don't even know they have. Wow, that's an amazing story. And so glad that you could share that with us. And, you know, I, I, talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that uh, start have started businesses and it's, it's a common theme that they've started it out of some kind of struggle they've gone through they didn't have the easiest childhood uh, so thank you so much I think that's a great inspiration to those out there that uh, are maybe thinking about starting a business but not sure if they have what it takes to do that or mm -hmm. uh, giving them ideas how they can take their story and use that as uh, not only the passion for starting a business, but maybe part of their branding as well. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. And so you say in your book, The Money Formula, that uh, you had a shameful secret. What inspired you to write The Money Formula? <laughs> My shameful secret and that was that I was helping so many people make more money. I would have clients come in and I would coach them and in one salary negotiation, they'd get $30,000 salary increases. My husband had similar uh, situations in which I helped him do that. And I realized I was helping everybody get richer and more successful professionally, but I wasn't doing it for myself. No matter how hard or how much I worked, could be 15 hours a week or 60 or 80 hours a week, I'd always make the same amount of money. And I couldn't figure out why that was happening. I had a ton of clients, a lot of word of mouth. I was doing everything right on paper, but it wasn't growing. And that was when I started to go, hmm, let me start using these techniques that I use for my clients on myself and figure out why am I limiting my own financial income. And through that, I developed a very simple seven-step protocol that asks some very basic questions that examines where do we get these beliefs from and how do we break free of them? And that ultimately was what my shameful secret was, was I wasn't making the money that everybody else I helped was making. Wow, that's, and so is that what inspired you to write the book, The Mini Formula? Exactly, yes. Very cool. So in your opinion, what do you think is the number one conflict people have in regards to money? Well, the number one conflict that people have when it comes to money, Annette, is that they have what they think about money and then they have what they feel about money. And most of the time, those things are not congruent. So you could have these desires and these thoughts or a vision board and you're like, I want to have a new car or I want to have a... 401k with money in the bank. I want to have a chicken in the pot and my kids go to a great school. But then you feel like I don't deserve money. I am worthless. Who will want to hire me? The economy's too tough. Nobody cares about what I have to offer. So you have these conflicting ideas and conflicting feelings as to what you deserve and they don't add up. So the point of the money formula is, is to get your thoughts and your feelings on a congruent level so you can start acting and making choices that are true to you and true period, not based on fears and falsehoods. And I think that's really important. And I think, uh, you know, back when the law of attraction first came into play with the movie, The Secret, 
I think that was the one piece feelings that uh, an emotion that was really missing in the whole law of attraction formula and action. It was like, you know, put it out there on a vision board, dream about it, affirm it. But if you don't have the feelings, then you're not going to take the actions to really bring that about. And so I teach a process called uh, TEAM, and it all is about thoughts, emotions, slash feelings, actions, and then you manifest what it is that uh, you are putting out there. And I, if, if like one player on the team is missing, then the team can't win the game. And so I, I think it's so important to make those congruent. I'm excited to learn more about your processes. Uh, you know, that's interesting, Annette, when you say that, because on our Women's Financial Freedom Tour, which is our book tour that we've been going on, some people say that when they read the book, they're like, this is where the secret leaves off. And it is a complimentary. So it's really funny you say that because it's really exactly what readers have said. That's wonderful because it, it is. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more. And you, uh, what are some of the, the results that you've witnessed with the money formula? You know, people that have applied that, what have, what's been the results? Well, period, when people do the money formula, they are shocked and amazed as to where their root memories come from that cause these limiting beliefs surrounding money. And they, these memories have nothing to do with money in many instances. Um, for example, there's a story in our book about a woman named Susanna. And Susanna was a workaholic. And she worked all the time and she just struggled. And we said, okay, let's do the money formula and figure out what's going on. So we went back to a memory and her earliest memory was when she was about four years old, three or four years old. And her, she noticed being in the kitchen with her dad and she noticed that her mom wasn't there. And she had this really sad feeling. And the dad did his best to console her and explain to her she was working because she was in the Navy and worked in the night shift. And she just learned from that moment, oh, well, if I'm a mother, it means I have to work and be away from my family so I can't enjoy children. And what Susanna learned from that experience and ultimately took with her in her adulthood was, well, if I work, I have to work all the time, late hours, and I can't have a family. So for her, that was her reality. So much so that the character Susanna, she actually had several miscarriages. So she was subconsciously creating, even in her physical state, this reality where it was not possible for her to be a mother and a professional, because in her mind, there was no in-between. And that's an amazing story. It really is. And it, it just blows me away how, how much our limiting beliefs, uh, and you know we don't know where those beliefs come from, like you say, but they, they cause physical stuff as well i mean it all everything comes out through the body so your limiting beliefs either come out in your actions or they come out in illness or uh you self-sabotage is stub your toe on your way to a big meeting and then you're not in your right mindset at the meeting and you've got to do some big presentation so uh it, it's amazing how those go together and I'm happy that you were able to help her discover that. And hopefully she was able to turn that around. 
Yeah, she was actually when she realized that she was a, a workaholic and that she was making, you know, the unhealthy choices that created her reality. She actually left her job, um, moved uh, to another state, moved with her family and ha was able to spend some time with her extended family, like her nieces, and nephews. And for her, it was like this new realization that, oh, my life can be different just simply because what I realized was true. And I use that and quotes that reality that was true for her was not actually true, but just a, a creation of a, a survival mechanism for her to cope with the difficulty of that situation as a child. Now I'll say our parents most of the time are not trying to implant these negative things in us, but because we're so naive and because we just believe anything for better or for worse, we create stories and those stories sabotage us. And as you said earlier, Anna, you were dead on when you said, you know, we'll stub our toe or we'll, we'll hurt ourselves or self-sabotage a great opportunity because some part of us believes we don't deserve it and being successful isn't a part of our narrative. Absolutely. And I know what I see my kids self-sabotage and I always wonder what I said as a, as a mom, <laughs> but, you know, we always, we're always doing the best that we can in every, any given moment. And so when I think about where some of my beliefs have come from, it's like, well, you know, my parents were doing the best that they could with the resources, the inner resources that they had at the time, they weren't deliberately trying to implant limiting beliefs. As you said, it was just, you know, how I interpreted things that were going on and created that reality in my own world. Exactly. And this is just a point, a case in point for, you know, generational beliefs that go from one family to another and why the rich stay rich and why the poor stay poor is that you have these beliefs and it's not just about financial literacy, because as we know, women control 60% of the economy, 80% of consumer spending, but yet we feel underrepresented. We feel in the workplace, we're not having equality. So there's a huge disparity there. So it's not just about our individual beliefs. It's about family, society, and nation, national beliefs about money and who deserves what. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And hopefully we'll see more of that shift as people become more um, conscious and enlightened in their own lives and uh, start bringing that out into their communities and out into the, the big wide world. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The change starts from within. Always, always. So what's one of the most challenging experiences or points in your career that you had to experience and how did you overcome that? Well, for me, it was really overcoming the shame and embarrassment and the guilt of not making the money that I wanted to make and feeling like I had all the tools and the resources to do it, but to, to do it vicariously with other people. So for me, it was so important for me to create the Money Formula book, which is easily could have been a one-page blog post, but it was so important for me to really create an actual tool so that people can do it on their own and not feel like they're just lost and hopeless about their finances or the outlook of their career. Because I know personally how that feels and I've helped a ton of people do the same for them and I know that it simply is possible. And that's really what I'd like to give is just that knowing and that hope that things can change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually have a podcast that talks about 
uh, shame around money, and uh, it, it goes a little more extensive than that into, you know, uh, shaming on the internet and some things like that in the expert arena. And so, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Thank you. Very powerful, and uh, I'm glad you were able to overcome that. I think we've all experienced that at some point in our career. Uh, I can't even remember whose book I was reading, or maybe it was somebody's blog post, and someone that you know has a, a multi-million dollar enterprise now, and she always felt like a poser. Mm -hmm. You know, so even though uh, she was helping people and people were having a lot of success, she felt like she was just kind of a poser out there. Yeah, she was growing this massive company. And so I think a lot of us experience that at one point in time in our career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to say, even for me, for just about all my life, and I even said yesterday at one of our tour stops for the book was, you know, my life, I felt worthless. Just if I didn't have money then that meant that I was unlovable because I learned to believe that people will do anything for money, but they won't do anything for their loved ones. That was my belief. And I realized that this belief made me feel like if I didn't have money, I wasn't interesting. Nobody cared about me. I had nothing to offer. And therefore by default, um, default, I don't have any money. I'm a worthless person and I have nothing to offer the world. And a lot of us feel that way and struggle with these kinds of emotions. And you say with that deep level of shame, those are the feelings that we all fear, experience and feel on a regular basis. But how do we get them out of us instead of living inside of us and destroying every potential and hope that we have. And that's why I created this tool to get those beliefs and feelings away from us once and for all. That is so awesome. Good on you. Um, <laughs> obviously something that's needed out there. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs? What's one piece of advice? The one piece of advice is really truly knowing your brand. And when I work with professionals, you're, you're going to evolve all the time. So it's okay that your job evolves or the tasks that you do. Um, for me, at one point in my career, it was important to do a lot of one-on-ones. And now I've moved on from the one-on-ones and focus on the groups. And that's just to say that if you understand who you are and what you have to offer, whatever you do in terms of your actual job, that's going to evolve. So don't get caught up in your job or the tasks that define you because we, we, we identify with our jobs. So really knowing who you are and knowing as you evolve and what you're passionate about is always going to speak way more than the actual tasks that you do and let that evolve because that's where the possibilities are. That's where the new business ideas are from. That's where we meet those audiences who relate to us and engage with us and buy with us and stay with us. So don't, don't get caught up in the product or the service, but really focus on you and your brand and your passion and the problems that you're solving on a regular basis and let them guide you into the future. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. So I know you have a special offer for our listeners. What I do. What is that? Tell us a little bit more about that. 
So we all have limiting financial beliefs and many of us don't know what they are. And so I've offered at Leslie Inc. a free masterclass, there's no obligation, on our website that invites you to learn what some of these limiting beliefs are. And these beliefs are so common. They are an everyday life and we've probably heard our parents say them or our friends say them or our boss say them or even heard ourselves say them and so i walk you through the, some of the five limiting beliefs that we carry around money and a simple technique it's not the money formula but a different technique that i use with clients to break through some of those limiting beliefs and your book is available on your website right Yes, if you'd like an autographed copy, you can buy it through our website, lessaink.org. And if you would like to buy it anywhere else, it's on Amazon, Cabo, on Books and Million, pretty much where books are sold and seem to be on Audible. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I haven't quite got into the Audible books. I like that tangible book in my hand. To yeah, read. me too. That's, that's just who I am. And, uh, so that's where they can find more about you is on lesliink.org. Mm -hmm. Yep, and everything is there. So I'll have uh, Leslie's uh, links in the podcast notes. So you can just grab those, get her free offer, and buy her book. Get your autograph copy. Those are always the funnest. Yes, yes, they are. And and always when you order from our website, we I always send a special note from me and some extra goodies. Awesome. Well, Leslie, it's been great having you on the Badass in Business show today. Thanks so much. Annette, thank you so much for, for what you're doing for all of your listeners. And I appreciate you for having me on. And Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. And remember, everyone, to share the podcast with other badass business owners. And also join my Badass Business Builders Mastermind group on Facebook and join in the conversation. And you can also find me at AnnettePiper.com. And remember to spell Piper P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Make it a badass day. Namaste.